0: This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. We'll be studying from Matthew chapter 1 of the World English Bible. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac. Isaac became the father of Jacob. Jacob became the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron. Hezron became the father of Ram. Ram became the father of Abinadab. Amenadab became the father of Nashon. Nashon became the father of Salmon. Salmon became the father of Boaz by Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed by Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of King David. David became the father of Solomon by her who had been Uriah's wife. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam became the father of Abijah. Abijah became the father of Asa. Asa became the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat became the father of Joram. Joram became the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham. Jotham became the father of Ahaz. Ahaz became the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh became the father of Ammon, Ammon became the father of Josiah, Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel became the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel became the father of Abiah. Abiad Abiad became the father of Eliakim. Eliakim became the father of Azor. Azor became the father of Zadok. Zadok became the father of Akam. Akam became the the father of Eliad. Eliad became the father of Eleazar. Eleazar became the father of Matan. Matan became the father of Jacob. Jacob became the father of Joseph. The husband of Mary, from whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. So, all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, from David to the exile to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the carrying away to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. The genealogies are an important part of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, for people like me, I just close my eyes and try to plow through them. It's too many hard names. Most of them I've learned how to say at some point, but that many in a row, I just do the best I can and try to get through it. But for the original audience, especially for the Hebrew audience that would have had access to this gospel, um, this would have been very meaningful. And we see a little bit of this in the very first verse when it tells us that Jesus is the son of David. Well, this is important because God had decreed to David that his seed would be the rightful ruler of his people for all times. And then Jesus is declared to be the son of Abraham. And again, this is going to matter because the promise to Abraham was that his seed was going to bless the whole world. The genealogy here continues down through the different ancestry of Christ, but it's not complete. It was arranged in sets for easy memorization. And so what makes this point interesting to us is if this is not a complete genealogy, and we know it's not, then those that were included could have been skipped. Uh, and since it's a partial list, the names that are included were selected. So it's interesting to look at the names that were included. Some were names of renown, names that would matter. Um, but what what I think is interesting is the women that are mentioned there. Genealogies um, oftentimes just included the fathers, but there are several women either mentioned by name or alluded to here. And those women... Who they are and their story uh, really is surprising that they're included. You have Tamar, who was a prostitute. You have Rahab, who was a prostitute. You have Ruth, who was a Moabite. You have Bathsheba, who was an adulteress with David. And these are all included in the lineage of the Savior. Verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was like this. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not willing to make her a public example, intended to put her away secretly. But when he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take to yourself Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She shall give birth to a son. You shall name him Jesus, for it is he who shall save his people from their sins. Interestingly, Matthew focused on Joseph and his encounter with the angel. And we find that Joseph was righteous and merciful. And he didn't want to publicly humiliate Mary, even though he knew that the child was not his And so as he's considering what to do, the angel told him that this child was actually conceived by the Spirit, that the Spirit of God had supernaturally moved on Mary and had fathered this child. Now, Isaiah had prophesied and told us that, the baby that was being born certainly was a son in the natural sense, a baby boy born in the flesh, born of a woman, born under the law. But there was also more to this child than just the fleshly baby. He was a baby, but Isaiah chapter 9 tells us that the son that was given was also the everlasting father. He was a human child, but there was more than just humanity. The son that was given would would also be called the mighty God. And now the angel pronounces his proper name by which he would be known. We're going to call this child Jesus. Jesus is a compound name. It literally means Jehovah or Yahweh saves or Yahweh The Savior. Verse 22 says, All this happened that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall give birth to a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, God with us. Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took his wife to himself, and didn't know her sexually until after she had given birth to her firstborn son. He named him. Jesus. So this same Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. What we find in this first chapter, I think everything from the genealogies we find that he fulfills the the prophecies and he's going to be this perfect sinless Messiah. But we also see from the genealogies and then even into the meaning of his name. That he is not intimidated by people's mistakes or sins. He is the perfect one, and he comes to save his people from their sins. And he'll do the same for any one of us today. Jesus truly is the Savior. Let us pray. God, we thank you that you came. We thank you when we couldn't get to you, you came down to where we're at. You're God with us. We can behold your glory. We can know you. And most importantly, we can be saved. I thank you for that kind of love. I thank you for what you did through the man, Jesus Christ. What you did in our stead. Uh, What you did when you died on your cross and, and laid down your human life that we might live. We praise you for it. Our faith is in you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join us again tomorrow for another episode.